welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, market analyst at FXTM, and we're already headed into the second quarter of 2021. Time flies when you're having fun, but the first quarter hasn't been so much fun for tech stocks, for treasury markets, or even dollar bears. So the question that faces us now is, what's in store for global markets for your investments in the second quarter? Well, joining us today with this outlook is none other than our chief market strategist, Hussein Syed. So Hussein, I think safe to say that we have to keep monitoring those surging treasury yields over the coming months, eh? I, I totally agree with you, Han. I mean, we, we have some fantastic news for the markets. We have a lot of stimulus coming, whether it's from the US or elsewhere. We have trillions of dollars in stimulus packages. We have almost zero interest rates everywhere in developed economies. And this is going to stay for the next couple of years. We also do expect uh, a very high growth in the US. I mean, I can compare now uh, those predictions for 2021, the GDP could be growing uh, as if it was China. Uh, I mean, all these are fantastic news now for, uh, for risk, for risk takers. But at the same time, as you mentioned, the biggest risk for this is what's happening in interest rates. For me, I think it's healthy to see long time interest or long term interest rates rising. But at the same time, it's the magnitude and it's the pace of the rise that will be impacting uh, those markets. See, Hussein, you're sounding a lot like the Fed, though. You know, Powell is saying the same thing. It's a healthy move in Treasury yields. You sure you're not working for the Fed, man? You know, I, I, I do agree with Jerome Powell on this. I mean, if, if we have an economy growing at 6 or 7% when interest rates are just 1%, then there is something wrong. So that's why uh, I think those uh, higher yields are reflecting optimism. But at the same time, it is the, the risk of higher inflation that could be impacting the markets. And if we, let's say now we were sitting around 1.6% on the 10-year yields, if we saw a spike to 2% or above that in just a couple of months, then we need to expect another correction happening, especially on highly valued uh, or highly priced tech stocks uh, that we saw for the past couple of weeks. You use that keyword there, the spike, right? Because I don't think optimism should equate to a 20 basis point move in 10-year treasury yields. I mean, that was the uh, thing or the event that really took traders by surprise. And again, not just for treasury markets, but for equities as well, right? So I think it's more than optimism. It's more about the fears about inflation will come roaring back. I think that was or that is present tense, the debate that's still going on in the markets right now, because a lot of these are still expectations, expectations for interest rates, expectations for inflation, right? Powell himself this week just said, hey, they don't expect those inflationary pressures to be permanent. We are seeing a multi-decade deflationary environment, right? So what if the hard data doesn't confirm their market expectations? Then what? I think I think this is the, going to be one of the biggest tricks when we look into the next several quarters. Is it just a permanent spike in inflation? Is it transitory or is it going to stay high for longer? So now we expect like inflation to be around 3% for the next couple of months. Are they going to stay there? Are they going to go higher? 
this is what we need to monitor in the markets. If we look at the break-even rates, which is five years break-even rates, and these kind of break-even rates, they do reflect the expectations of inflation. We're seeing them around 2.6% now, and this is the highest since probably the global financial crisis. And uh, yeah, we need to monitor uh, the, the next couple uh, CPIs and PPIs to, to look at these trends in inflation. And this brings me probably into what we should be looking uh, into in the equity markets. Uh, in such kind of environment, I will be stay out of uh, these fancy, uh, fancy uh, stocks, fancy tech stocks, because most of these stocks are growth companies. They are looking into earnings for the next several years to grow in the next five, ten years. Uh, I'll be focusing more on those uh, corporates that they do benefit from. Uh, rising interest rates or rising inflation as well as they can pass uh, this into their consumers. So probably looking into materials, into industrials, into uh, energy companies. I mean, these are the best companies or these companies they do best when uh, inflation is rising. Han. Yeah, that's why no surprise that you've got the energy stocks that are the best performing sector on the S&P 500. And I think financials is in second place. Uh, I think fair to say Hussein and I are not exactly fans of meme stocks. And let's hope that the second quarter doesn't see another kind of GameStop mania really sideswiping markets once again. Eh? But you know, Hussein, perhaps you can take a step back and because we have spoken so much about inflation and expectations, what's really driving those expectations? So, because you mentioned a little bit earlier about the trillions of dollars in fiscal stimulus and central bank support. Could we see more in the second quarter? We know Biden had just passed that $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus plan that's going to make its way through the U.S. economy. But could there be more in the coming months, do you think? In terms of uh, emergency fiscal stimulus, no, I do not expect that. In terms of uh, infrastructure stimulus, I think we're going to see a big one, maybe in the range of 2 to $3 trillion. But... As you know, you ask what is leading to this rise in inflation expectations, I believe because we've been sitting at homes for almost one year, those checks coming into our accounts, nothing to do with these checks. We cannot travel. Uh, we cannot spend times in hotels for most of the population, whether it's in Europe or the US. And there's a lot of cash now in, in bank accounts, and this cash will need to go somewhere. So this is what brings the pent up demand in the near future. And this is what will be leading to a very sharp rise in prices uh, for the next couple of months. And uh, whether it's going to stay elevated, this is what we need to be monitoring going forward. Uh, so, uh, yeah, all the stimulus checks, uh, the end somewhere. Now we're seeing them going into equity markets. I think large portion of this will be going to equity markets and that's why I also think we're going to see a lot of volatility in those meme stocks that you've just mentioned, the GameStop, the AMC, uh, all, all these you know companies that have been uh, letting us go crazy for, for the past couple of months. I think this will continue going on. And 
also cryptocurrencies, you need to keep an eye on them because much of the stimulus money will be going there as well. Hussein, speak for yourself, man. All that cash with nowhere to go. Dude, I've been doing a lot of online spending. I've got <laughs> delivery guys coming to my door uh, pretty much every other week. So, well, perhaps Hussein is a lot more disciplined when it comes to his spending compared to myself. But that is not what this podcast episode is about. But I do want to challenge that idea about the inflation. though, Because again, when you look at the CPI data, Right. If you look at the months in between stimulus checks, you actually see this drop off in, say, retail sales, right? Which tells us that, you know, even when given the opportunity without those checks, you don't see this sustained retail activity. You don't see this sustained um, spending after that pent up demand, right? Uh, and I believe this week we're going to get more information about personal income and personal spending levels. And once again, market expectations are like, because we are kind of in between stimulus checks, we're going to see a drop off again. And that's what I was telling you, Han. Most of this money have stayed in bank accounts and uh, everybody's waiting for the for the economy to open up, uh, for these lockdowns to be lifted, you know, and you have the confidence to go back and spend, uh, enjoy your time. This money will be going into uh, tourism, uh, to uh, flying away from home, uh, having some vacations. Again, retail sales, we, we've seen numbers spiking like 6% and then dropping again. Right. So this is because it's like one-off uh, spending off of these stimulus checks. But still, if you look at bank accounts in the US, they have been flooded. I mean, saving accounts, they've been flooded in, in money for the past uh, couple of months. And yeah, I, I still believe that this money will be going somewhere. And this is what's also driving this kind of speculation and, and uh, financial markets as well. Yeah, certainly. And so that's still a big question mark, especially as we go into the second quarter, right? Whether these will be just spikes or these will be sustained spending pressures, which lead to sustained price rises, which uh, is the justification for these higher treasury yields, these um, profit-taking in tech stocks, right, that have uh, arguably, well, some argue, say that they have seen their best days. But, you know, on this part, Han, I believe, like, even when we look at tech stocks, uh, so... Some tech stocks, yes, they are extremely rich in value now in terms of valuations. Some just think that you need to dump these kind of tech stocks. But in fact, I, I don't think this is the case. I think we need to look at stock by stock. Uh, so many companies of, of these big tech names, they do have a lot of cash. Uh, they can continue their capital spending. They can continue to grow their earnings uh, as well. But uh, probably we won't see the spike of five, 50% or 100% in value. But those that I'll be aware of are these still not profitable companies and uh, expectations to be profitable in the next like few years. Uh, this is where I will be putting some question marks on terms of, uh, in terms of uh, valuation. So uh, we have spoken about long-term treasury yields, how it has impacted or even dashed market expectations coming into this year. And we've talked about the inflationary pressures and how it's feeding into how markets see U.S. interest rates being affected possibly in 2022 or even 2023. Uh, and we have also spoken about Biden's policy pipeline, right? Uh, the fiscal stimulus, uh, Hussein and I, we both think that, okay, maybe that's that $1.9 trillion package that was approved in March. But we need to look out for the bigger economic 
package that Biden plans to roll out. That could be worth three to four trillion dollars. Uh, we don't know yet when he will unveil those details, but he already has a name for it. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Biden, once again, you know, I guess using the B alliteration, I think it's build back better. Right, Hussein? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, true. But, you know, I think this is going to be more difficult to pass the Congress. Yeah. The fiscal stimulus, the emergency one to fight the COVID-19, it went through very smoothly. But this infrastructure package is going to be very difficult to get uh, because you need you need to get the, the Republicans online. And I don't think uh, they will agree on this package as well. So we have to to monitor also U.S. politics very closely for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so initial reports point to perhaps some initial parts of this broader economic package being passed maybe in May. So we'll certainly keep you guys posted about that, not just on our market analysis on our webpage, but also right here on this podcast. And if I just may interject uh, with some home bias here, Hussein. Uh, for us here in Asia, I think we're going to look out for any resurgence of those U.S.-China tensions. We know they had those chats in Alaska. That didn't go so well, right? So Yeah, we, we thought this is going to be easier with Biden than Trump, but it doesn't seem to be the case. So these ge geopolitical tensions need to be monitored very closely. But as you mentioned, for the emerging markets as well, I'll be worried if uh, Treasury yields spike much further than their current levels now, because I was bullish uh, uh, for the past couple of months on emerging markets. But if we see interest rates rise sharply from here, then this is also a big risk for the dollar-dominated debt in emerging markets and could lead into outflows uh, from there. Although I still see opportunities, although I still see a lot of value in, in emerging markets, uh, even in, in Europe when compared to the US, but I also do expect to be very volatile. Uh, market reactions to, to any spike in interest rates. Totally agree there. Because now when you look at emerging markets, uh, central banks in the emerging markets, there's already talk about hawkish holes. And that means that although central banks are keeping their interest rates steady right now, there's a lot of talk about them already having to raise interest rates uh, by this year. I believe the Ukraine central bank has actually raised their interest rates already. Why? Because they want to keep a tight rein on inflation. Those, so that's going to have a bigger impact on emerging markets compared to developed markets. So we have covered so many different uh, topics and uh, we'll certainly be busy for the second quarter. Hussein, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Top three assets to look out for in Q2. Go. So definitely I'll be looking at value stocks. I continue to look at value stocks uh, in, in the U.S., I'll be looking at the dollar as well. I think we'll see uh, more appreciation in the dollar index uh, compared to uh, other currencies. And I'll be also watching the trends in cryptocurrencies, although I'm not a big fan of them. I think we may have lost a few listeners from that last statement you just said. That <laughs> I'm kidding, buddy. So there you have it. Planning to look out for in the second quarter. And of course, along the way, We'll be keeping you posted about the latest happenings in the global financial markets. So do follow this podcast on your favorite platforms. And of course, check out our daily market analysis at forextime.com. Until next time, I'm Han Tan for FXTM.